Hi, good evening, welcome to the latest episode of Le Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Uh, sorry for the lack of pods over the last couple of weeks, because it's international break, and we were going to do something, but um, scheduling problems uh, hit us, and I think we'll plan to do what we did in the international break at a later date. Um, apologies for the, the hoarseness of my voice. I was just telling... Uh, Imran off air that I lost my voice celebrating Swindon's 2-1 win away at Newport at the weekend in the away end. Swindon won with an 88th minute goal. It was worth it. So was the McDonald's at the end when we got back into Swindon. Uh, Imran, how are we? How was your uh, your two weeks international break with no Roma? Everything okay? Yeah, it was okay. I think we needed a break after the defeat to Venezia before going into uh, into the international break and uh, it was a well-deserved break and I was just going to say that uh, you probably got tired too and you know decided to play football manager for two weeks so of course uh, <laughs> yes of course yes. there's not going to be any any podcast you know so you, you, I think you needed a break as well so no yeah um, I had the last two weeks off work uh, today was my f- you were probably too lazy playing football manager you know you get lazy uh, a bit of both it was the art Cricket 19, which I'm yeah. waiting for the new Cricket 22 game to come out. Yes, me and Imran are cricket fans, and Cricket 22 looks quite good. Um, watching the ICC World T20s and just watching a bit of football, watching Scotland get through to the um, to the qualifiers and the draw is this Friday. And the best thing is about it, Imran, mm. they're seeded above Italy, which well is done. amazing. Well I'm buzzing for that. Two wins in the last two quarters. Six wins in a row. Absolutely buzzing. But we digress with us talking about football manager as and Scotland qualifying. Um, I am saying this. I am managing Roma. I'm top of the table after eight games. And uh, it's looking good. I brought Adam Hoshilek and Kenneth Taylor to the squad. And it's all looking quite good. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're not talking about me doing better than uh, Jose at Roma. I did get Bodo glimped in my Europa Conference League group, and I won 2-1 uh, <laughs> in Norway. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're going to talk about the Genoa game and the video which has been spreading on the internet like wildfire and the racial stereotype, uh, stereotone undertones it has to it, which is, uh, which is not good. Um, we'll talk about that at the end. So... Yesterday, Genoa nil, Roma 2. It was Andrei Shevchenko's first game in charge for Genoa as he took over what, as Davide Balladini got sacked two days after their draw where Empoli before the international break. Um, Roma won 2 nil thanks to two late goals from Felix Afina Gian. Uh, both goals really wonderfully taken, especially the second one. I really liked the first goal also. It was a wonderful team move. Um, before I go into the game, was Imran, was you like me? Was you not confident going into the game, especially with the news that broke Saturday lunchtime that Gonzalo Villar and Brian Cristante will both miss the next 10 days as they both tested positive for COVID? I think it would be unfair uh, to say that... Uh 
that I, uh, I, uh, that I lost all hope because of that. Because, okay, Cristante has been good, but this team should be doing much better than, you know, losing all its balance, balance tactics and style of play due to the absence of a player like Cristante or VR who hasn't played that much. So I wasn't too worried. I was just a bit worried about Mourinho's comments, but apparently it was all a bluff. <laughs> Uh, that all his plan went, you know, to the bin because it just sounded, uh, it just sounded silly, you know, that uh, your whole preparation was built around uh, Cristante, and then if that player gets injured, like you wasted the whole preparation. So I wasn't too worried. I was just curious to see. I, I was expecting them to go back to uh, four-man defense and. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was probably the only uh, only difference, and um, I think there came something good out of it. it gave us um, gave us a new option, I would say, for Mourinho, uh, and this is also a way that we can play against certain sides, like you said, mm. the uh, teams that uh, don't prefer having possession or sit back. yeah, sit back. Those who sit back, this can work good against them but if the teams have good possession then like you said we will struggle and because we didn't have the midfielders with quality who could yeah win back possession so so this was yeah this turned out to be a perfect plan against uh, Genoa I do like the 3-4-1-2 slash 3-5-2 hybrid that he did play on Sunday um, I did see everyone was tweeting out before the game that it looked like a 4-4-2 I was thinking oh please don't that looked very the way it was written out on social media it was quite rigid where Abanez was right left back um, Al Shirai was right mid and Mkhitaryan was left mid but it looked the way it was set up it was a 3-4-1-2 and Mkhitaryan and Veratu were the midfield pivot and Pellegrini was playing a little bit higher up. Um, I think it worked. Um, I was really pleased for the performance of a couple of players. Rick Carstorp, that's one of his best games of the season so far to boot, along with Marish Kambula. I thought Marish Kambula did really well against uh, Ekuban and Goran Pandev up front. I know Genoa were missing Felipe Caicedo, um, Matea Destro also in attack, but I was really pleased for those two. Did you have any couple of standouts in the performance? And also the way that Jose set up. Uh, Karstorp was very lively, uh, mm. very active on the side. Mm, so he had a good performance. Uh, but I, uh, the one I would like to single out, uh, who got a lot of criticism, was Mkhitaryan, because uh, he was heavily criticised. And I was also starting to lose you know, hope that faith, he would... Yeah. yeah, the faith in him that he would... You know, provide the consistency that he did last season. But my word, he had a really good game. He mm. um, he showed uh, you know signs of what we saw last season, and probably down probably due to the position he played in the Trequartista role, he was more free floating, playing centrally. I think that position suits him well. Uh, but uh, above all, I would say El Sharawi. He yes, he yes, yeah. Adapted, I was going to uh, add on to that. Yeah, adapted very well to the situation. Uh, very t- 
tactically solid, follow the game instructions, especially that clearance uh, and defensive work. Yeah, on Storaro, uh, when, yeah, that was a wonderful late last ditch challenge when Patricio saved it in, I want to say, 70th, 75th minute. Is that the one? Yes, yes, that was. Yes, yeah. And also, him and Sabelli had a, um, a good little battle. I think they both fouled each other about four times in, in the in the whole of the ninety minutes. Both were getting their licks in. Um, I really was really impressed with Al Shari. I think he may have adapted to this left wing back role really well in the last couple of weeks. Um, do you um, do you see Jose going forward with this formation in? For most of the games going up until to, until the Christmas break, or do you see him pivoting between the two, especially against Inter and Atalanta coming up in the next couple of weeks? Sorry, once again, I just missed. Uh, I didn't get catch the first part of the question. Oh, about it was about El Sharari, and it, do you think he, he looks like he's well adapted to this he left has. wing back role? Yeah, he has, and I think uh, the. The interesting part was that and the reason why he tested is was first of all because he was left without any options. But secondly, I think which was more important was that this three four uh three four one two can easily be switched to four four two if you like. Mm. Uh and uh, then the defensive duty on the, I mean, the defensive uh, uh, responsibility on the left side is is going more to Ibanez. Uh, so I think it was. I think it's it's okay against Genoa. I think it would be more risky against Inter, who who would double up if they double up on the side. I think we will, we will struggle. But but then again, it's difficult to say. It could work out, but um, like. Like my instincts are saying that uh, I would be more cautious and um, and play and hopefully play uh, Vigna when he's back uh, hmm. or uh, yeah I wouldn't go with the Calafiore. Calafiore would be risky. Yeah, but, uh, it, it remains to be seen because we have uh, we have two games before the inter game and uh, I mean in Serie A anyway, but. Uh, uh, so I would like us to see, uh, I mean, continue this way, and I think El Sharawi deserves to to start even the next couple of games, uh, mm. you know, solely based on this performance. But also, uh, you know, he we must admit, uh, admit he has been one of the more more consistent players um, this season, and uh, uh, generally a really good guy. First of all, and secondly, worked really hard. To get back in shape after that uh, China spell, and uh, now he's the he's the type of player you will like to have in the team who can uh, tactically adapt uh, to different scenarios and uh, very comfortable with the ball, defensively, offensively, very good contribution. So uh, yeah, he, I'm really happy to see him, and I must admit I didn't believe that he would. Uh, come back in this form but he proved me wrong I think he's been doing really well and I have to hand it to him 
I think he's benefited really well. I think he's one of the probably three or four players this season who've benefited really well with Jose. I want to say Roger Banyas, once again, was probably one of Roma's best players yesterday. I think he's one, along with Lorenzo Pellegrini. Um, yeah. I think those three have really benefited really, really well. Along with Rick Karstorp, I think Karstorp's come on a bit leaps and bounds. I think yesterday, as I said earlier, was one of his best games. I do feel that playing with a back three and with him as a wing back really suits him really well. Um, I will say this. If Jose go, uses his formation going forward with Spinazzola coming back, I think that's that's going to be really fun looking forward until the new year and into the spring because that formation will suit him down to a T. Yeah. Um before we talk about the hero of yesterday, um, what was your overall thoughts of the performance yesterday? I think it was it was quite controlling. The first half was a bit um, pedestrian. It was a lot of passes through the three centre-backs and not through the thirds. But I think second half, they, he switched up a little bit and moved a, a couple of players a bit further forward. And I think it was more of a professional and patience performance. But what was your overall thoughts of the performance from last night in the rain against a team who's been really, really struggling this season? Yeah, you could see, you could see that, you could see why they were struggling because they had really nothing to come up with in attack. And mm. I actually never really felt threatened because apart from that uh, one chance they had which was which was great apart from that they didn't really come up with anything and they were not interesting in having possession which is a bit different from other teams in uh, Serie A when we play away away games because um, some of these teams they at least have there are periods where they have the possession more and try to create something but I didn't really see that here so but I'm not going to take anything anything away from the performance. I think it was tactically well executed. Mm-hmm. We were in we were in complete control, uh, never really threatened, and I think that's down to um, first of all tactics. Uh, secondly, we planned it well, and thirdly, the players. They really performed well, and uh, there were some individual performances that were really good. Mkhitaryan above all, um, El Sharawi in defense, but also in in attack. And then, um, but I, I would have liked us to create a bit more chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, would have hoped uh, for Shemurodov and Abraham to be to create a bit more. Be a bit more dangerous in front of goal, or at least in attack. Uh, so that was that was a bit disappointing, and uh, yeah, then it took uh, magic from an 18-year-old to to win the game. Probably not what you want to see. Happy for the guy, definitely, yeah. But we we I would have preferred us to have. I mean, if you look at how poor Genoa were, uh, I would. have prefer I would have expected us to have destroyed them or demolished them even more comfortably than we did we didn't have necessarily have to wait until the 80th minute for a mm. goal that was probably the only thing I would hold against this performance but apart from that um, it was uh, it was um, uh, it was uh, yeah, a fully deserved victory and it, it, it would have felt like a defeat 
if uh, if this ended zero zero, you know, uh, because deflating. Yeah, because we were in complete control, and it would be a, uh, it would have been another um, game which after you would have felt, you know, where are we really heading? Because we are controlling the game, we are creating chances, but we first of all we're missing so many chances, and secondly. Um, yeah, it has been now at least defensively we were better. We didn't allow them any counterattacks. Uh, so I'm I'm curious to see how how they will perform the next game because we know, like we discussed in the previous podcast, it's been a lot of up and down. And uh, so I'm curious to see how they will go on from here. So I'm not I'm not drawing too many conclusions from this game. I'm just treating it as an isolated game. Uh, and um, and analyze analyzing as uh, as that and yeah so a good uh, victory uh, the team needed it and everyone uh, just to ease the pressure around the team and hopefully we can build um, yeah build around it with a string of positive results. Oh fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, the next couple of games in Serie A are quite key. Is it Torino? Uh, Bologna and then it's the big game against Inter in two Saturdays time the Saturday tea time kickoff which I'm actually going to miss because I'm at another game but I will be watching on a delay because I will be recording the game um, my final question is about yesterday's game is about the Wonder Kid um, which I did see some people tweeting out from uh, from from accounts yesterday uh, Felix Afina Gian uh, Ghanaian striker who I want to say took both of his goals brilliantly well. I was really impressed with the first goal and the second goal was just a, f- a brilliant strike. Um, I see Jose's got a lot of faith in him. Um, a lot of the, the, the guys who were doing the British commentary were a bit shocked that he brought Gian on instead of Zaniolo because uh, Don Hodgson, um, who was one of the co-coms on the game, he was screaming out for Zaniolo to come on. Don Hutchinson used to play football in the Premier League for Liverpool. Uh, I want to say so. There are some other teams as well that he played for, and he was a Scottish international. Um, I thought that would have been right, but it was good to see that Mourinho had his trust in Gian, and he delivered two brilliant goals. It was fairy tale stuff, wasn't it? It was. It was indeed. Uh, at when he introduced him it felt a bit strange because like uh, Hutchinson said as well um, it would have been more natural to introduce Zaniola but Zaniola yeah but I, I think I think when you look at you know when you look at Mourinho's uh, press conference uh, in a post-match press conference or the interviews you give uh, when he explained his decisions and why I did them, everything, you know, like, makes sense. Uh, <laughs> it's just unfortunate that, you know, when it doesn't, when things don't go our way and the explanations he made, it's difficult to buy them uh, or agree with them. But yesterday, the way he was explaining that it would be difficult, it would have been difficult for Zaniel to find space through center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, Felix was more suited to that game at that point because of his pace and uh, you know he's able to um, apply pressure and find uh, you know space where it would have been difficult for Zaniol to find space Uh, 
and that's exactly what happened. I, I liked his uh, energy. He uh, he was uh, he, the way he was applying pressure um, very early. I mean, under defenders. And secondly, his uh, finish. The first one was. Uh, I remember this guy is 18 years old. 12 months ago, he was playing high school football in Ghana. Hmm. Uh, and the contrasts are huge uh, to go from that and what I would like to say also is that this is a sign of natural talent who who has qualities inside him that you just need to get out uh, with the, if you guide him in the right way you give him showing confidence you uh, you know, you work around the mental part to keep him ground and not get carried away, because you see some really, really good qualities uh, that are just, you know, waiting to be, you know, or just waiting to explode. And one of them was the, you know, the finish, the first for the first goal. Very the, calm. Yeah, the the instinct, correct decision. You know, he didn't hesitate. It was just first touch. Bam! Boom! You know, finish. Yeah, but head across the keeper and into the far corner. Yeah, it was just. It was first of all that the, the decision making. The second of all, it was the execution, which was perfect. And uh, I think these two combinations uh, show signs of because if you've seen some of the other players in that, because you know it, the angle was not very easy. It was a it's not easy to score from there with that position from with the right foot because you would like to get it on the other side. So if you if you would have had some other, they would have probably tried, uh, you know, stop the ball, take it uh, to the you know other side and try to finish with the left. But this one, the decision making, everything, it was perfect. And the second goal, yeah. Oh, what do we what say finish. about that? What do we say about that? Oh. Last kick of the game as well. Brilliant. And I yeah. did like uh, the celebrations for both goals, running to Jose for the first one and hugging him, and Gianluca Mancini trying to manhandle uh, Gian when he was celebrating. And the aftermath of the second goal, you see Zaniolo jumping on and celebrating after what was said in the press a couple of days ago. It was good to see there's a bit of togetherness between the squad after both goals and you can see the, the joy and the, the the delight of all the players around him. You can see Jordan Veritu was just beaming from face ear to ear, sorry, after when Gian was running along to um to celebrate with Jose. I think he, I think he might be starting on Thursday. I have an inkling that he might start from the beginning on Thursday in the in the Conference League. It will give him some confidence. Yeah, it will definitely. Um, I think he deserves a start as well. It was a good uh, good sideway. Uh, we, we're good, going to talk a little bit about Thursday's game, and we'll end on what happened today. Uh, on the video that went uh, went viral and it's quite bad. Um, so Roma play Thursday evening against Zoria Luhansk. Um, fifth game, fifth game of the Conference League. My God, it's gone so fast. Um, 
I've asked you this a couple of times, and I probably you might say the same reaction, especially with games coming up uh, against Torino and um, uh, Bologna. Do you see Jose rotating a little bit? As, and I know because he might rotate as Jordan Veratu is suspended on on Sunday afternoon after he picked up uh, his fifth yellow card of the season. Um, so do you expect Jose to rotate a little bit going into the game? I would, I would try to rotate. Mm. Uh, I, I would try to rotate, and I will give some of the guys rest. Zoria should be able to beat him. So, so yeah. Final last words. Final last words. Say <laughs> yeah, we should be able to beat them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have to be cautious though. But I mean, yeah. uh, Borja. I would. I, I, let's say the players. I would give a rest. Uh, I would give Abraham a rest. Uh, mm-hmm. Mkhitaryan, Veretout, Pellegrini. Uh, yeah, Karstorp as well. Uh, then again, Brian Reynolds. Play- uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, who is there? Is some talk that he could be going out on loan in January. Um, he should go out on loan, and he should uh, be replaced by. Uh, Dalot. Yeah, there's there's rumors of Dalot, um, Berezinski, um, yeah, of Sampdoria. Uh, there's uh, there was a guy I saw, sorry, John Solano on Roma Press. Uh, the guys on Roma Press were reporting of there's a there's a right back in Belgium. I think he plays at Standard Liège. Um, yeah, there's there's some couple of interesting players that Roma have been linked with for the right back role. As long with um, Masrari from Ajax, which was a few weeks ago, but that's gone cold. Um, yeah, um, before we digress, um, I agree with you on a couple of changes. Maybe a front two, if Jose sticks with the 3-4-1-2, with um, Mayoral and Afina. I wonder if Chris Morning might come in and get like 60 minutes going into the weekend's game. Um, if not, I think he might stick with the back three get more minutes, more minutes for Kumbula, who I was really impressed with yesterday, and I wonder if he might go Diawara and Darbo in the midfield, as a midfield too, that could be interesting to see, um, I wonder if, if VR or Cristante didn't pick up COVID, I think one of those two might have played on Thursday night. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I wonder if Shmorov, or he could, I reckon he could play Saniola as a number 10, give him free reign behind the front two. Um, just say, just do, do what you want and just go out and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Especially where he could, he could play a part on, on Sunday. I was just thinking, could Carlos Perez play right midfield in a four? Mm. Or would you like to see him playing yeah. a little bit further forward? Because this formation yeah, doesn't I really think, is, uh, it stagnates him, doesn't it? I, I don't think he's good enough defensively, but if he can adapt, uh, I don't think so. I think probably uh, Tracortista would suit him better. But you know, mm. he, he if you look at last season when uh, when Fonseca played uh, similar formation. There was no really space for uh, Carlos Perez because no, there wasn't. 
he's he's only good in that uh, wing forward or you know mm. the left the no the right uh, winger right midfielder right wing forward whatever you call it offensively there he's not uh, he doesn't have any place in the confirmation unfortunately the way I see it yeah I agree with that um, I just hope it's a it's a good win a good performance to back up the one that we had on Sunday I'm a little bit more confident going into this game and then going into the game in the next couple of weeks after seeing how Roma performed uh uh, on on Sunday, but as you said earlier, it's a roller coaster, isn't it? <laughs> this this season under Jose and all this stuff that's going on, it's a roller coaster. Um, we're gonna finish on the video that went viral this afternoon. I want to say two and a bit hours ago, where Jose gave Afina Gian, sorry Felix Afina Gian, trainers that he promised. Uh, there's a two in a two minutes ten seconds video, and then there's like a one minute forty video, which quite a lot of Twitter accounts are now sharing, which has cut out the racial stereotype undertones from the video. Um, it's quite demoralising. Uh, the clip um, Nima Tavelli tweeted it out, and you can see uh, you hear the comment. It's like thirty four, thirty five seconds into the two minute video. Um, it's a wonderful gesture, but there is some ugly racial stereotype and undertones to it. And um, we were talking off pod about it. It's it's a sad end to a, a good last couple of days, isn't it? Yeah, it's messed up. Uh, it's just the whole approach. Uh, we talked about it before. The whole approach to racism and this type of behavior is accepted. If you post this video in Italy, I don't think that it would gain so much publicity. Uh, yeah. It would, people would not react to it uh, as uh, the Twitter account, I mean, the Twitter world is doing. Um, and that's, uh, that says a lot about the situation because these people, uh, I'm not going to say they are racist, but uh, it's... Uh, is probably accepted in Italy uh, as a normal behavior, but I think uh, it's not accepted uh, acceptable as all uh, at all because it has, uh, like we said. Uh, first of all, I feel sorry for Felix because he's an 18-year-old kid. He does. He's young. He's innocent, and you explode that by you know making uh, it's a con- it's condescending behavior towards a poor young guy and you uh, have this uh, attitude towards him based on like you said racial stereotypes uh, it's not as innocent as it sounds and or that you may make it sound like this serious and it's really bad unfortunately uh, I, I just felt so I just felt you know dejected when I uh, saw the video yeah um you can see jose has a lot of love and a lot of time for him it's a wonderful gesture but then like 30 th- 35 seconds into it you can hear there are bananas inside 
and Football Italia says it's a voice when Felix is opening the box we're in a, a beautiful moment with an ugly comment it's that nails it spot on and then you got the video uh, sorry the clip at the end of him dancing in the shoes yeah I mean like they, they tell him to dance and yeah. I'm like why the hell should he dance for you who the hell are you yeah I mean uh, he's not an entertainer why should he dance for you on the clip who the hell mm. are you you are in no moral position whatsoever to tell him to dance for you and you are in no position whatsoever to make a comment where you say that uh, I mean there are bananas inside no I mean no position whatsoever you can be whoever the hell you are but you should be ashamed of yourself whoever the hell mm. that guy was mm. get a grip I know people were saying it was someone else. I've seen. I've heard people say it was his agent, but it's not um, his agent. First of all, his no. agent is not Italian. His agent is. Yeah. His agent doesn't speak Italian. Uh, even if it was his agent, he should be a- ashamed of himself because he shouldn't be making comments like this. Comments like don't make comments it's, like that. stupid. I mean, if you can be his his best friend, uh, even if you are his best friend and you make jokes, you should know that. You can make whatever joke you want, you know, behind the cameras, but don't make it on the camera because this mm. video will go viral. All of us, we have friends that we make, you know, innocent jokes with, but we don't do it in public. We do it just among ourselves. Mm. Keep it between ourselves because yeah, we know keep it between some, yeah. we we know that this is a humor that belongs between us. I make jokes with my friends all of, all the time, but I never racially abuse them. I never hurt them with racial comments because I know that they would not appreciate it but yeah we make fun of each other because we are friends yes but we don't do it in public we don't do mm. it on camera we don't live stream it on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter because it's silly because we know that other people are watching it uh, so sorry but this bullshit uh, comment about uh, him being his agent no, yeah. don't make excuses for him no, whoever don't. that guy was he's, yeah. he's an idiot he's, he's he should apologize for his comments and never do it again because it's just not acceptable. Um, I will finish on this. I've just seen this on social media. Um, so, uh, Jacopo Aliprandi, uh, he's a Roman journalist who works for, I think it's Corriere de Sport or Core Sport and Rete Sport. Um, he's just tweeted out the, what Felix has sent, I imagine, to some of the guys in the press and what is said about the, the, the video. I will read it out. Um, it says, Hi, guys. I've been reading a lot of the comments about the video I published earlier today of a special moment for me with the coach. I want to assure you all that I was not offended by the background comment made in the video in any way and, and that I truly believe there was no racist, racist intent. Since the first day I arrived at the club, I've been welcomed into the family by everyone. It was joked with me like they do all members of the family because they see that I eat bananas a lot has become a thing we laugh about sometimes. And I believe that the comment was another example of that. I feel at home here at Roma and I have done ever since I arrived. I am grateful for the support I have received from everyone here at Jagoria and don't like to think that I've, that people I, sorry, sorry, Watch that and don't like to think that people have got the wrong idea about things. Thanks, for, thanks for your concern. I completely disagree with that comment, uh, that his mm. statement, because first of all, like I said, if if they are his friends, if he eats bananas a lot, fine, 
you do it. You can make a joke uh, within the group, within your circle. But as as soon as you post that video, which you know will reach out to thousands, hundreds of thousands of thousands people. Thousands of people on social media and yeah. on all platforms. Probably millions because it's mm. such a, you know, it was so uh, hyped, the whole uh, situation yesterday when Marini promised him choose. So we knew that it was going to reach out. There will be people watching this video who won't understand that context, mm. who won't have that background information and don't feed them with this type of uh, vi- uh, cryptic uh, video which is uh, meant to be an internal joke between you. If it is an internal joke, keep it internal and between yourself. That's all I have to say because uh, I know he's he's trying to cover up and uh, safe face. Say, you know, a safe face or ever say that it's, uh, you know, it's not raci- uh, racially uh, meant uh, but still it uh, it contains it uh, it contains messages and phrases which are which can be really disrespectful and hurt some people and that should be taken into consideration when you public uh, content like that. Completely agree, and it's another dark day. I want to say in Italian football, which has been hit quite a lot recently by a lot of racism in Italian football and probably a lot in sport we were talking off air about another Uh, sport we love um, which has had its dark days last week which has been well publicised and I think there's going to be more to come out of that Uh, guys we're in 2021 you don't need to stay shit like this because it just makes you feel makes us feel just pissed off listening to all this it's like being back in the dark ages again yeah, I mean, uh, Scotty, you know, there are stereotypes about everything which have, mm. you know, racial undertone. Uh, I know from people, my ethnic uh, origin, from the sub-Indian continent, Indian, Pakistanis, Bangladeshi, uh, you, there are a lot of uh, racial jokes about, you know, that we curry a lot. Um, and I wouldn't want to be in a situation, even if it was me and my friend, you know, and I was, I was opening up a box and they would say, oh, there could be curry inside. <laughs> That's not a message that's supposed to go out to the mm. world. If I would, no. if I were happen to be, you know, uh, a cricket celebrity or football celebrity, mm. uh, if my friends joke about it, uh, yeah, it's between us. But if I post a video like that and and, and I try to defend it with a statement that, oh yeah, this is an internal humor between us guys. Yeah, but there are millions of uh, people who have a similar background than that I do who will be offended by that because they've gone through uh, bullying when they were young, mm. uh, and they would relate to that message or content of that video in a different way. So we should be we should be careful with the uh, with social media, the content we produce, upload. Uh, it should not have uh, it should not have uh, messages like that because we know uh, that that in Thailand stadiums there are monkey chants there are you know there are bananas uh, thrown after Afri- uh, players with uh, African background uh, so it's very it's very unfortunate. Uh, so as soon as there are comments like that, I think we should just abstain from making 
those statements instead of trying to defend it. Yep, completely agree. Um, don't sweep it under carpet. That's what I'm going to say, because it just it will just get worse and worse and worse. Um, to be honest, I wouldn't make any jokes about Asian food. I would just ask you if you would share it because Asian food is lovely. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. but you know that there are some people who, of course, yeah, you know who if you ask me, I, I know which comments are made as you know uh, with a racist in, uh, intention and those who are normal questions. And I know, uh, I know when people ask me about the background in which context they, you know, try to get something else out of it, then rather than an innocent question with, out of curiosity you, mm. you get the difference immediately and uh, and yeah th- that's all you know I, I think just uh, there should be better ways to there is yeah there uh, should be um, to, to celebrate the moment like uh, I'm saying yeah. celebrate the moment like that because it's a huge moment for Felix and uh, um, yeah it's ruined it's ruined for a moment of stupidity and just um just idiotic idioticcy oh i've botched that sorry sam you can cut that out um just it's just been ruined by some stupid comments which he may have said it as a backhanded comment but deep down inside we all knew what what he meant yeah yeah and the dance uh, part to it uh, is just because of that first comment that second comment also becomes yeah. inappropriate yeah it's just stupid and man. you know y- y- there are, there are ways of saying things you know there there are so many charismatic ways of telling someone to dance you know and uh, uh if you did that, uh, it, that just that comment in in a different way it, it would have made it could have been fun it could have been more uh more jo- jovial yeah more jo- uh, jovial but uh, that first comment I, I don't know if you can flip it in any way whatsoever uh, that comment about banana and making it look uh, normal I, i'm mm. not I, I cannot think of any way in which you can make that phrase look normal completely agree and after the week that's gone on um it's just another black mark isn't it on on sport and then racism and racism in in italian football um just i'm just want to wait if anything gets done i doubt anything will get done and i just hope there's no more comments like that in the future but i'm here to be proven wrong um imran shall we end it here yeah Um, i think we've gone on for about 40 minutes um Imran, thank you again for joining me on a, on a Monday evening. Uh, we recorded this on a Monday evening. Um, guys, you can follow us at themagicast.com. Uh, you can find all previous episodes on there. Uh, guys, you can find us on all Apple podcast platforms, so your Stitcher, your SoundCloud, your Spotify, Apple podcast tuning, I want to say Podbean. Um Hopefully we will record either after the game on Thursday or after the game on the weekend against Torino. Uh, Imran, once again, thank you very much for joining me. We uh, we had some interesting topics to talk to about tonight. Some good and not so good. Thank you, thank you. Just felt that uh, some things just needed to be talked about. <laughs> 
probably a bit too more too passionate in the way we talked about them, but yeah. No, no, it's no. It just no. Show, shows, you know, the importance of, um, yeah, talking about it and taking it seriously. Of course, of course. Um, guys, always remember, Forza Rama and ciao. Ciao.